Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of Next Stop, where we take deep dives into the different worlds of West Liberty University in a, in a virtual time. Today on our, on our show, we have um, several employees who do a lot for the world of athletics and beyond for the, for the Hilltop, and their, their work has not slowed down at all. Today, we have our Director of Athletics, Coach Lynn Allum, our, our Compliance Coordinator, Brad Forshee, our Director of Athletic Operations, Rex Lancaster, and our Sports Information Director, Don Clegg. Welcome, gentlemen. How are you all today? Fine, thank you. Um, hey, everyone out there. Welcome to Topper Station. Uh, it's obviously a unique time for all of us, but uh, we're doing what we do in athletics best, and that's changing the game plan and figuring out a way to still win the day. Um, it's been a, a challenging time for sure, but it's something that uh, we have a lot of talented people in our department, which makes this transition, at least uh, the short-term transition, uh, much more bearable. And I think that's because we've always attempted to do things the right way at West Liberty and including the athletic department. So I've got a great team that I get to work with every day. And uh, because of that, because we, we do communicate, uh, I think we've been able to weather this storm and uh, still get things done and, and still move in a positive direction. Okay. Um, Coach, talk, describe, if you will, um, generally the world of athletics at West Liberty University in terms of how many students, approximately, um, programs that we have, um, and where we were at the time of the pandemic coming in terms of athletics? Well, our department has grown in the last several years, uh, and Don can confirm this, but I think counting indoor and outdoor track, we're up to around 20 uh, NCAA sports. Uh, we just brought men's soccer and acrobatics and tumbling uh, into the fold the last couple of years and our conference has sponsored um, men and women's indoor and outdoor track so we're up around 20 programs uh, our athletic department uh, number of student athletes is well over the 450 mark uh, and I think we're even going to uh, maybe exceed that number in the upcoming year so uh, we've done a lot of things facility wise in the last uh, couple years ago, including that beautiful turf field, uh, which is behind Jason, uh, compliments of uh, Gary West and friends. So um, we just really, really uh, had some strong momentum uh, with the support of Dr. Greiner and, and our Board of Governors. It's been really uh, a boom period for us. And, and we looked at this as just a temporary setback. Uh, we're working from home right now. And and we're just doing what the whole world is doing, but it's gonna come to an end at some point. We're gonna be back to operating, hopefully sooner than later, but uh, we're just trying to do all the things that we possibly can right now. So when we do get back and we're going uh, business as usual, we'll be able to just hopefully do it uh, with a very, very smooth transition. Uh, Rex, <clears throat> so, uh, not only is this a, a different kind of time for you, you, you went on and put another layer on top of it and had a baby uh, last week. 
Yeah. Oh no, a couple weeks ago now, oh, April 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 sixth. Okay. Well, congratulations. What's what's, uh, what's his name again? Her name is uh, El- Elza Caleb Lancaster, and her and her mom Kylie are doing great, and she's a trooper. So I'm very lucky. All right. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank so, you. so before that happened, before um, the coronavirus came to town, if you will, you were working on uh, logistics of getting um, hosting a regional. Can you explain kind of where you were and then how things developed after that? Yeah, things kind of developed. We were ready to go. Um, uh, splitting the region as a co-host. Um, we were going to host uh, four game, four teams here um, for that weekend and. We were prepping, all things were uh, to go. We were ready to go. Um, practices were scheduled and everything kind of started to spiral midday. And um, we played it by ear with the help of our conference commissioner, Reed Amos. And uh, ultimately this decision was made to cancel the tournament. And you feel really bad for all the student athletes and um, our community. And it was a very exciting to have that here. So um, it was, I understand, but at the same time, it was it was tough for uh, for all involved. We were ready to host it, ready to go. Staffing was in place. Um, our administrative team was all hands on deck all week, getting things ready for the tournament. And all the teams were here, and we were, you know, midway through the last practice when it was decided that the tournament was going to be canceled. Um, and that's how it that's how it kind of played out. As far as spring sports go, they those seasons had started as well. Uh, yeah, we hadn't had we had only had um, one softball doubleheader on campus at that time. But um, the weekend following the tournament, we really would have ramped up um, with baseball and softball and tennis here on campus. Um, so yeah, all that was all of that was halted for for all of our spring sports. And I'm gonna go to Don next. Don, I'm in 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 all of your experience, there probably has never been anything like this in the world of sports. It's such a different world. It's a huge void that. Um, especially all Americans are, are missing right now. Um, what's it like in your world, um, in, you know, as your in previous experience as a sports reporter and now as SID, what, what's your take on everything? Well, this is pretty unique. Um, never really had, I, I think what makes this unique is the uncertainty, is we don't really know what we don't know. We, we don't know when we're going to start up again, if we're going to start up again. Uh, we know there's going to be a new normal. We don't know what it's going to be. And it affects everybody, not just in athletics, but across the entire university. Mm-hmm. I know that um, last night there was, a, there was a Michael Jordan documentary on ESPN. It seemed like just enormous ratings just for a documentary of a time long ago. So what I really enjoy what you're doing, hilltopper centric wise, looking into the past and bringing out old great stories. What's that experience like for you, and how do you identify those moments? Well, it's it's been really fun, and uh, yeah, sort sort of uh, what we're talking about with you know going down memory lane, and we're fortunate here at West Liberty that we have so many great moments to draw from. Uh, one of the things that I was concerned about going in because our basketball programs, men's basketball and women's basketball programs have been so dominant in recent years that it was going to be that, you know, basketball centric. But uh, we've actually had a lot of really good success stories in a number of different sports. 
and just being able to bring those back to light. And we've gotten some tremendous feedback from both from the former athletes and a lot of alumni, you know, that really have enjoyed this. Awesome. Thank you for doing that. Um, Brad, let's um, talk about your, your world in terms of compliance. Um, you must have, you know, we have students who are still on campus who have left, who have stuff in their dorm rooms thinking about next year. Can you, can you talk about your world and what's going on now? Yeah, I mean, my world has definitely changed like everybody else's has. Um, you know, I think Dr. Greiner kind of coined the phrase that this is a fluid or liquid uh, situation that we're in, so it's constantly changing. And that's no different than, you know, the NCAA. Um, they meet weekly uh, to discuss legislation changes or relief and things like that. So, you know, part of my job is making sure our student athletes and coaches and staff are informed on those. So it's pretty busy, you know, working from home, you know, for the most part. It's uh, we had like, like Rex said earlier, we had the Zoom meeting with the department earlier today, and um, we were able to see some faces that we haven't seen in a while. So that was nice. But, you know, it's def definitely hectic, but we're able to persevere. Okay. And Coach Allen, we had um, a lot of progress uh, made in the past few years in terms of capital improvements, West Family Athletic Complex, West Family Stadium, uh, smaller projects within wrestling, and uh, the Belmont County Savings Bank uh, practice facility. Uh, I know that you're not going to, you don't want to slow down. Are, are, there, are there other projects out there that you're working on, thinking of, and are, what, what is the status of those? Well, we still have our weight room renovation, which uh, I think we're prepared to act on um, hopefully this summer, which I think will be one of the most uh, significant upgrades uh, that we've ever had here at West Liberty because the weight room has a direct effect on literally every student athlete and program uh, in our school. So that's going to be a wonderful addition. Um, this downtime has also given us a, a little time to step back and see um, any deferred maintenance we need to do at this time. Uh, does a building need painted? Does a wall need fixed? Uh, does a locker room need minor adjustments to it? So it's given us a chance to, to really look across the board and not only see what we're potentially gonna try to add new to the campus, but let's take care and upgrade what we've already got there. Great. And so I have been talking with um, some faculty recently, and I I'm curious about, um, you know, there's been, there's been some reluctance in the past in terms in the faculty world in terms of jumping into online education or a virtual way of teaching. So what are your coaches up to lately? Are, are they trying to do a similar kind of um, provide a similar kind of environment for their players in terms of virtual coaching? Is there such a thing? There is. And when you look at the full scope of what coaches are doing, um, the coaches were probably better um, served to immediately get into this because a lot of the recruiting is online anyway. Um, although we still get out and watch games and things, uh, that's not the biggest part of our jobs anymore. Uh, much different than when I started coaching uh, two or three centuries ago. So today, they're still making phone calls. They're still FaceTiming recruits. Um, they're still online and they can watch film and there's recruiting services and a lot of ways that they can continue to still do their job. 
and then Brad may want to speak to this um, when he gets an opportunity to speak, but the NCAA, although we're still in a dead period, uh, no one's allowed off campus, uh, recruits are not allowed on campus, but they did grant us some relief and they're letting uh, coaches now uh, do online training. So I'll just give you a, um, an unusual example. Maybe uh, one of the teams is into team yoga. They could have a yoga instructor do a, you know, a virtual type thing. So uh, there's ways you can have team meetings uh, via your computer. Um, so there's a lot of ways that they can still reach out. And last and not least is the ability for coaches to reach out and still talk academics with the student athletes to make sure that uh, they're doing what they need to do and they're getting their homework assignments in and, and staying eligible and positioning themselves to eventually graduate. Brad, are, have um, are, like you, you talked about the situation being fluid. Is the NCA updating you on recruiting rules as far as like virtual versus in-person? Or those like similar kind of rules there for recruiting? Uh, the NCAA meets uh, every week on Wednesday to kind of, you know, take a look at all the different issues and topics. Um, you know, in terms of recruiting, they've kind of stepped out of the ordinary a little bit and allowing some things to happen that normally wouldn't in the past. For example, our current student athletes who are on our teams can now partake into phone calls with recruits and things like that, um, which is, you know, unusual. That's never been allowed before in the past. Um, you know, Coach Allen made a good point this morning when he and I spoke that, you know, when a recruit comes on campus for a visit, they're able to talk to our current student athletes. And under the dead period and the online kind of recruiting process, that hasn't been made possible. So with um, the NCAA allowing our student athletes to communicate with prospects, um, you know, it kind of eliminates the void of being not allowed on campus and those kind of visits. And what about um, uh, academic requirements, GPAs, are they relaxing? Um, because uh, there's a significant relaxation um, on those. Uh, we could probably go on for about a four-hour meeting if we went into all the legislation. There's actually a 26-page uh, legislation change that uh, we're currently looking at. Um, they've uh, added relief for test scores, for hours required, um, all of those things. Um, just to kind of, you know, make it a, a lot of people can't take ACT and SAT scores right now, our recruits that we're looking at. So, um, the NCAA has done a fantastic job uh, being sympathetic, for lack of a better term, because of the situation. Um, you know, the, the schools, I know West Liberty has adjusted our admissions requirements to kind of, you know, go along with, you know, what other schools are doing and things. So it's a learning experience for all of us. Um, hopefully none of us have to go through this again, but if we do, at least we'll be probably a little bit more prepared than what we were a few months ago. Uh, Rex, are you, um is your, uh, are your wheels spinning in terms of, we talk about a new normal, um, when we do all come back and we have athletic events, things might change in terms of sanitation, hand washing, maybe social distancing. So are you, uh, I, know, I know you have a newborn, but are you, uh, are you looking into to figuring out like best methods of what we could do to next year? Yeah, I've, want, I've, uh, I've given that a lot of thought and how we can handle that moving forward is, because as you're aware, um, our football and basketball turnouts are pretty significant as well as our other, our other athletic our, where we're, we're competing at home. Um, so definitely want to take a look at that. Maybe if that's um, requiring a little bit additional staffing, um, hand sanitizing stations at entry points, um, really give, considering any and all possibilities, um, 
to try to try to help with that. Good. And uh, Don, back to you. I um, uh, I left the country the day after we won the the men's team won the conference tournament in Wheeling, and so I kind of lost track of um, what was the what was going on. So, can you t tell us like how uh, what was the mood like in the locker room when things started when they started to realize that they weren't gonna that their season was over basically? Well, obviously, there was a tremendous amount of disappointment, um, especially with the team that, you know, finished the season winning 21 of its last 22 games and was just on a terrific roll. And uh, Coach Hallis referenced um, that he thought that they were prepared to make a pretty deep run. Uh, but obviously, they understand the situation. And we're fortunate in one aspect in that there were no seniors on this year's team that everybody who wants to come back will be back and they'll get another shot. So, you know, there, that, that took a little bit of the sting out of it for us, but um, it was difficult because when the ruling came down, uh, it was the day before the tournament was supposed to tip off. We actually had to go take the last team making a shoot around. I think it was Mercyhurst was taking their shoot around and we had to go out halfway through their shoot around and tell them, Oh, well. that it's over. Wow, that's crazy. I'll never forget that. Um, okay, so just more of a um, uh, general uh, personal question. How are you all doing? How, how, uh, what do you miss? Do you find any silver linings with this situation? Um, what's going on with each of you personally? We'll start with Coach Allen. Well, what I miss the most is the camaraderie and being able to talk uh, our business face-to-face -face on a daily basis, meaning I think um, we do a really good job in our department of being in each other's offices a lot and how general conversation always ends up becoming a work conversation. And it's a great way to brainstorm, get people's opinions, and then start a course of action. So that's probably from a work standpoint, what I miss the most is just be able to communicate with, uh, with the leaders in our department. Um, if there is a silver lining, it makes us appreciate maybe what we had and what we need to get back to. And also it has taught us, um, which sometimes we have a tendency to forget, is we all can adapt. And especially, again, I reference all the time, I'm uh, 150 years old, but uh, even someone my age can adapt. And that's what this situation has forced many of us to do. And, you know, we wake up a month or so later, and I think we're still getting things done and we're productive and, and we're going to be better off uh, when we get through this. Yeah. Rex, same question. Yeah, I guess I would kind of agree with Coach Allen. Silver lining for me, obviously, is the time I've, I've gotten to spend with um my our newborn the past two weeks now um but also miss the the ability for us to just be in and out of each other's offices um brainstorming with one another um which leads to more in-depth conversation about how we can handle things and operate on a daily basis and i miss the general interaction with coaches dropping in to ask me questions about or requesting things for the website or um general scheduling purposes for camps and just getting ready for next year and talking about scheduling. So it's really, you know, it can, it's 
been a it's been a big big change for us, but um, we have adapted and we can overcome it, and we'll be we'll be ready to go when we can get back to work. Good. Well, thank you for that. And um, just a, a side note here, I have our our gallery view here of five individuals, and your hair is looking good, Rex, because yeah. they don't have any. Yeah, I need to uh, <laughs> need to get to the barber here ASAP. Yeah, but we don't have it. We don't have anxiety like the rest of you, though. We're <laughs> cutting our own hair. Very true. All right, Brad, how are you doing? I'm doing as well as can be expected. I think, you know, if you look at the panel here, we all have one thing in common, and that's, you know, we have a love for athletics. And right now in our world, we don't have any of those things. So, um, you know, that's a void that is definitely missing in my life as sports in general. Um, you know, I was able to be working from home. My wife's a teacher in Ohio County, so she's also working from home. So, you know, adaptability for both of us trying to work with an almost three-year-old at home can be sometimes challenging. But, um, you know, I was a football coach here for 13 years, and, you know, I gave that up to spend more time at home. And being at home more with my wife now, I think she might be wishing I put the whistle back around my neck. But, um, you know, it's the, being able to overcome and adapt, you know, you know, issues like this. But being part of athletics, that's one thing you become good at is overcoming and adapting and, and things like that. So, um, I think that's helped us immensely in terms of adjusting our schedules and, and being able to cope with everybody, I guess. Thank you. Don, same question. Uh, same answer. It's, it's all about adapting. Um, and it goes back to when I was at the paper that, uh, you know, every, you know, everybody can handle the easy days. It's the challenges that, you know, that actually make you better. And um, and I think the silver lining to this is if we take that kind of attitude and approach that, that we'll come out on the other end uh, stronger as individuals and as an institution. And I can can add to this and speaking as a non-athletic employee, um, a lot of what you all are talking about in terms of the camaraderie happens at sporting events. Um, where you could be um, at a women's soccer game hanging out with a professor that you have never met before and you bond over that event. So there's like, I'm not telling you all something you don't know, but sports is definitely brings people together. And so hopefully um, our athletic programs can, can come back. Um, Coach Allum, before we wrap up, how are things looking enrollment wise for next year? Well, we actually did uh, a little head count today to, see where our programs are at and and what type of numbers we think we're going to have and and it looks pretty promising uh i think our coaches have done a really really good job of, of getting out there and still recruiting uh to the best of their abilities and and i uh would be surprised if we would have a decrease in athletic uh rosters and i'm actually pretty encouraged that we may have an increase and um one of the things, and, and this is a positive thing I'm going to say about our department and our school, and I mentioned it on our department call today, is I think we have done a tremendous job at West Liberty University, not just in athletics. I think literally throughout the whole school with strong leadership that we had already begun to, to look at, at things we needed to do to become more efficient. And I think we as an institution, we're better positioned to handle this type of, of crisis than most schools across the country. So not that it's not tough for us and not that we don't have challenges in figuring this out, 
but I think it's the work that we've done over the last two or three years, again, across the entire campus has positioned us to, to make it through this. Yeah, I think that's, that's a great sentiment. I think it's reflective on the front page of the Sunday's paper, Don, where you had uh, three West Liberty stories above the fold on the front page. <laughs> yeah, they're, uh, the, the one nice thing about this situation is that if we can generate some content, uh, sports pages are dying for it. I know, I know I've, I always talk about the worst, worst day to be a newspaper guy was uh, Christmas Eve. <laughs> Because there's nothing to put in the paper, nobody's going to read it on Christmas anyway. Yeah, definitely. Okay, uh, is there any, anything that anyone else wants to add? If not, we check in again in uh, a few weeks, maybe, and hopefully have some announcements, and um, we'll see each other in person. But I just want to personally say thank you for all you do for West Liberty. It's good seeing you again, even if it is in this way. Thank you, and everyone stay safe. Amen. Stay safe, folks. Bye-bye. Jason, Bye -bye. stay safe, everyone. Bye -bye.